0: Thursday 1st of March 2018 The Trials and Tribulations of Ultrafast Fibre Ultrafast Fibre has been here for almost a year, but I've never really had the full benefit of it. When the guy came to install it, it required new wiring, which suited me. Most things in the house have been replaced, so why not for telephone wiring? I had it replaced when I moved in, but UFB required running a cable from the road to the house. The guy wanted to attach the cable to the fence, but I said the fence will be going, and I did not want an ugly cord ruining the front lawn, so he dug a trench. He had to go under the house, but at a metre from the ground, unlike a lot of other houses, he had room to use a drill and hammer. He was here for most of the day. I allowed a week for teething problems but started ringing for assistance when the net continued to drop out. The company sent a new modem and we went through the process of getting a new password several times over the next few weeks. However, after 3 months of intermittent internet access and another change of modem and passwords and channels, I grew tired of phoning. I became accustomed to spasmodic net access and decided to wait the year out and look for another provider. I was contracted for the year. Two nights ago it took three hours before I could upload the blog and the podcast and I went to bed extremely tired and fed up with the service. I woke yesterday and stayed on the line to my internet provider for almost half an hour. The woman on the other end suggested sending another modem. I told her that I was on my third one and already had a fourth sitting in its box waiting to be used. Four in a year is overkill. She suggested changing channels to find one with less customers as the one I was on might have too much traffic. I told her I had changed channels three times already over the year. She suggested I might need to use the Ethernet cable and connect the laptop or TV for a day or so to track for any problems. I did that with the laptop for three days some months ago. She thought it might be the appliances. I said, I have done everything that you said except have a technician check the connections in the house to your point of access to my property. The woman mentioned that it could incur a charge of $125 if the fault was traced to something damaged at the property. Oh my goodness, I was so over it and was about to leave this provider but felt that it would not do to transfer out only to receive extra charges from the new provider for something that had been caused prior to joining them. It is possible that charges from the new provider could be far more than that of my current provider and therefore was best dealt with before I left. I was fairly sure it was their error as there was nothing I had done to cause the issue. I advised her to go ahead and make the appointment with the technician. He rang this morning and showed up within the hour. He took the Wi-Fi connection on the wall apart and ran some diagnostics on a handheld device and was shocked at the readouts. He traced it back for several months and showed me the results. Lines of yellow and red showed when there was no internet connection. I told him that it actually took me five hours to do the blog and podcast the other night and he was not happy. He apologized and it wasn't even his fault. He's only called in for repairs. He does not do installations because apparently it pays less. He replaced the wiring inside the house and I followed him outside because he needed to prune my roses back to get the telephone wires and I wanted to supervise that. He found another problem outside. The connection had been faulty from the beginning. I concurred. The wires had come loose. He replaced them as he had the ones inside the house. I have his mobile number now and he said I could ring him any time. He will be monitoring it over the next few days in case the problem goes beyond my house and said that I am a very patient woman. I concurred.